Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, it's been described as one of the most significant days in the history of racing and wagering in this country, and it's not hard to see why. Yesterday, our next guest, the Minister for Racing, uh, Kieran McAnulty, uh, announced uh, the approval of a 25-year partnership between the TAB and UK betting company Entain that delivers at least $900 million in guaranteed funding for racing over the next five years. The deal secures a $150 million upfront boost to the racing and sporting codes, which will be distributed accordingly uh, among those uh, the TAB has agreements with. It also leaves room for the TAB to keep reserves in place to ensure any COVID-like disruptions on the horizon aren't as catastrophic financially for the racing industry next time around. Touching wood, there isn't any, of course, obviously. Entain's scale and expertise in the gambling space is going to be a shot in the arm for Kiwi punters who may have strayed elsewhere in recent times. The possibilities and opportunities for racing administrators to now lure those customers back are nearly endless and that will be top priority for those at the heart of it. Minister for Racing joins us now. He's on the line. Uh, G'day, Minister. Yesterday must have been a pretty special day for you in particular, uh, knowing uh, the passion that you have had for the industry over the years. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. It was, actually. It was a hugely satisfying day for me personally, but also for the industry to be able to announce it at Karaka there and then have, you know, people from across the industry and sports to, you know, willingly come along to be there in person to listen. That was that was pretty cool. And, and the uh, feedback we've got so far is resoundingly positive as well. That's great. Uh, one of the, the biggest issues, of course, you insisted upon was uh, the employment issue, uh, around 460 New Zealanders uh, based with the TAB, guaranteed jobs for another couple of years. Yeah, well, I'm confident that once things are established in New Zealand and the investment comes in, that there will be growth in the sector. But there can't be growth if they let people go straight away. Uh, they'll go off to other sectors and then we'll potentially lose them. So I wanted to guarantee that they'd have their jobs for two years while things bed in while the investment comes in, and then they'll be in a position to be able to guarantee those jobs moving forward, I reckon. But that key thing was to get that guarantee underway for the first two years. How tricky of a deal like this is it to pull off, Minister, as far as the nuts and bolts around the numbers are concerned? $150 million up front, and then Entain promising an annual distribution to rise to about $200 million in five years. I assume that's as fair as humanly possible from your point of view? Yeah, well, uh, from what I understand of the three options that the TAB were negotiating, this is uh, far and above any other competitor. It's a massive return for racing and sports uh, and also invests in harm minimisation as well. The key thing for me is that as Minister, I had to had no role in the negotiations, but I was the one that had to sign it off. So I had to be absolutely confident that it was going to return to the sector and I was, once we looked into it, once we uh, talked to uh, others involved in the industry to see what it would mean for them, it became pretty clear to me. I wanted that assurance about jobs. I wanted an assurance that this wasn't going to be a backdoor way for an overseas brand to operate in New Zealand when they can't currently. And I wanted there to be uh, a money invested into Harman 
and sport. And so I've got all those things. And so I was happy to sign it yesterday. Minister, I think it's fair to say that all three of us uh, on this call um, are or have been punters over the years, so a vested interest <laughs> in the industry. What will, what will this deal with the entail? What will it ultimately offer the punters that they perhaps aren't getting now? Oh, look, the fact is that the TAB exists to give back to racing, and we wouldn't be able to compete on the world stage like we do if we didn't have that, because we're too small. But we are world, world leaders, and big part of that is a consistent revenue stream into the sector what we can assure now with the deal with Entain is that that money stream into the sector is going to be secured but also that DOB can now compete with, on, a, on a world leading uh, level where they couldn't before so everyone, we've all heard it said I don't go with the TAB because the odds aren't competitive enough or the product isn't good enough or whatever well, they were going to be able to tap into that international aspect of it now, the international standard. And those that have got concerns about gambling in general should also be uh, quite confident and comfortable with this because the level of harm minimisation and anti-money laundering structures that Entain have are actually far superior to what New Zealand law requires. So even that's going to improve. So all and around, every way I looked at this, this was a no-brainer once we were able to achieve those things I outlined earlier. Yeah, there's a level of sophistication on all levels that we're about to see, which is exciting. But what about winning punters, Karen? What sort of insurances do you have in place for those? And punters' promise has been one of the, I guess, most industry-leading innovations we've seen anywhere around the world. Is there anything you can do to assure winning punters that they will continue to be able to win? I can't um, go in and tell the TAB what to do, but what I can do is give a uh, clear indication as to on what basis I've approved the agreement. And uh, I laid that out yesterday, is that um, because there were two things announced yesterday, uh, the agreement and then uh, Cabinet has agreed with, with my intention to go and look at restoring the TAB's monopoly. Uh, but with that comes a concern that punters that are good will get locked out. So I wanted to go to great lengths yesterday to say that that shouldn't be the case, that Kiwi punters need a fair deal, they need good competitive odds, but also if they're good at what they do and they beat the bookies, they shouldn't be punished. Um, and so I think that message got received uh, yesterday. I've spoken to those in the TAB and, and they get that. I think it's important because uh, we need to look after those uh, and prevent those with problem gambling from taking part. But we don't. We shouldn't be punishing those who are actually quite good at this game because there are a few of us around. There are a few of us around. Um, I think it's fair to say, um, <laughs> Minister. Uh, any idea how much um, money we lose to offshore bookies um, on average? I mean, say in a thousand dollars punted, um, how much of that do you think would be invested overseas? Well, I've seen reports of up to six hundred million dollars every year goes to overseas providers. Um, and then a big chunk of that would obviously be in sports and racing. But even if you go conservative and say it's it's 150 mil, that's 150 mil that could be coming through the TAB and propping up our, our sports and our racing industry. And the one thing I keep pointing out to, I know you guys get this, but not many people realise, this is a $1.6 billion export industry. You know, we are selling our horses to the world uh, 8% of uh, Group 1 starters in Aussie were Kiwi horses, but we won 30% of the races. We're world leaders. If the TAB and the domestic racing scene falls over, so too does that $1.6 billion export industry, and we can't take any risks with that. It's too important. 
we are world leaders, but the product domestically hasn't been able to keep up. And 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 you say exports. Well, we've lost a lot of human and and well equine IP over the last few years. This windfall creates an opportunity now for the industry and the codes to be able to fix their product. How much faith do you have in the people leading our codes? And I guess how much synergy do you have with them around your vision, their vision, and ultimately what the product looks like in the coming years? I've got real faith, uh, in particularly in Harness and, and Gallops around uh, what they, they, what they know they need to do and their willingness to go ahead and do it. Because they recognise that uh, horse racing in particular is not just against other competitors when it comes to uh, forms of punting, but it's actually against other competitors when it comes to forms of entertainment. So you've got that entertainment dollar. They want to be at the forefront of a family's mind where they decide where should we go for the weekend or what should we do as a group of mates to, to go out and enjoy ourselves. They recognise that. And I'm actually uh, got a, quite buoyed by uh, the enthusiasm and the recognition of what has to be done because they can't keep coming back to government asking for changes here and there. If the New Zealand racing uh, industry can't perform under these conditions, particularly with the TAB getting a monopoly in the future, then it was never going to perform. They know that, and I reckon they're going to go ahead and do it. Minister, New Zealanders quite like uh, the freedom of choice. Uh, I think uh, that's the kind of lifestyle we've become used to. Do you expect a backlash in this particular case from uh, those people who uh, have got healthy accounts overseas, uh, who have got perhaps accounts with uh, the TAB in New Zealand and look at other options on a daily or a race-by-race basis? Do you expect any backlash from those people when uh, effectively you're saying only here? Yep, I am. Because there's two ways to look at this, eh? There's uh, the position of a punter who wants to get the best odds on the best product and likes to shop around. And then there's the perspective of the industry. And as racing minister, obviously I I care about the punters because I am one myself. But first and foremost, my responsibility is to ensure that the racing industry does well. The TAB was set up as a monopoly to begin with. And that's why a country of our size has been able to do so well overseas for so long. But it didn't envisage the onset of online gambling. And so as soon as that came, year by year, the share that the TAB's been getting has been dropping. Distributions to the racing industry and sports has been dropping. And I'm looking at reports to say that TAB's got three years to live if we don't do something. And there'll be a flow-on effect if it falls over. That's my responsibility as Minister to sort out. And so that had to be my primary focus. You said that Harness and Thoroughbreds, you've got confidence around there. You naturally left off Greyhound as a code. Yesterday we we saw your well stern warning and there's work to do here, a lot of work to do here. How thin is the ice for the Greyhound industry as a whole? Oh, it's about as thin as you get, if I'm honest with you. I mean, they've had every chance under the sun to be able to demonstrate, one, that they recognise that change is required and, two, that they've changed. Uh, they have made a lot of improvement, there's no doubt about that. Um, but uh, and their, their fate isn't sealed, but they do need to respond to that report very clearly and outline what it is that they plan to do to improve the safety of dogs because animal welfare is as important as anything else when you're talking about the integrity of an industry. And uh, if uh, the other codes who can, who, in my view, um, there's a reason they haven't come under the focus of animal welfare people because they take it so seriously and can demonstrate that. Uh, 
if greyhounds, uh, through the questions that they are facing, start to undermine the other two codes, that's an industry-wide issue that they need to address as well. So I'm taking this really seriously. If they come back and can demonstrate things and they can demonstrate that they can still operate under strict conditions, then that may be where they go. If they can't, then they face closure. And there'll be no dilly-dallying on this. They've got a, a short period of time to come back to me and then I've got to go to Cabinet with a recommendation and those are the only two options I'm going to be putting forward. Uh, Minister, that uh, is very concerning to hear because uh, just like um, the TAB, uh, etc., there is uh, quite a lot of employment based, uh, based around the greyhound industry and you're probably talking about, what, 5 or 10% getting it wrong and, uh, and uh, affecting the other 90% who are pretty much getting it right. Is that a fair sort of mix? And what would happen in terms of the industry? Those people are just gone? Well, yeah, this is what we need to answer. How does it, if we are, and I do want to emphasise that, if we are to go down that road, what will it mean in practice? What will happen to the dogs? What will happen to the people? You know, I've been taking every opportunity to point out that um, there are really good people in the greyhound sector who take animal welfare incredibly seriously that are being under, undone by a small number of people and potentially decisions that are being made at the top. And I really feel for them. Um, but how many chances do you get you know, the thing is that the injuries are still at a really concerning level. So too are other aspects throughout that report. There has been improvement, yes, but at this, at this, in 2023, when we're looking at uh, the requirement for animal welfare to be at the forefront of the mind, when we're still seeing the numbers coming through, when the industry has been on notice for 18 months, and there's been three other reports recommending changes that haven't been adopted. At what point do you say you've had your fair chance? Just finally, um, now that um, you know you've you've made this move in terms of um, the TABS side of it with Entain, uh, how soon, how soon will we see um, this coming into effect? First of June. Thank you. So Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, very we're not mucking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. You got them in the barrier very quickly. Uh, Minister, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning. We r realise uh, you're a uh, very busy man. You've got plenty of other things to do today. So we appreciate your time and explaining further uh, this deal with Entain and the situation with the greyhound uh, industry. Expe uh, really appreciate your honesty and upfrontness in that regard. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Appreciate the opportunity. Cheers, lads.